Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Uh, back in Texas, dude, this weekend I had a fucking killer time. Boston Billy BNB Racing had their annual Christmas party in Metairie, and it was one for the books, man. We cooked a bunch of seafood, smoked a bunch of meats, drank a bunch of beers. It was fucking awesome. And I had every intention of getting today's podcast out while I was there. And I fucking left some cords at the house and it didn't happen. So uh, today's podcast, I recorded with Chris from Utopia Moto Co. last week. And every year he does a Christmas giveaway where you follow his page. He, uh, he works with a bunch of different brands, smaller businesses, helps highlight, you know, places that you can spend your money this holiday you know, where you'll get a lot of bang for your buck, and so will that business. Check him out, Motopia, Utopia Moto Co. He's like, dude, he's like a, the mini bike, random small CC two-stroke extraordinaire. Uh, he's got a wicked style, and I always enjoy talking to him. Uh, if you want to scroll back, uh, we've done at least one other podcast, and I always enjoy talking to him. I run into him random places all throughout the country, and uh, you're going to enjoy this podcast, so let's get into it. This show, like all shows, is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your t-shirt of the month club the only way to support every local motorcycle shop each month we feature a different shop from around this country we do a one-off limited t-shirt only available to subscribers you can sign up monthly or you can buy three six and twelve month packages for christmas that's right it's a great gift it's a great it's the gift that keeps on giving so go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now. Who? What shop are we doing this? Oh, it's Dwayne's Power Trains. That is Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a wicked design done by my guy, Nick Resty. And it's fucking sick. These, each one of these has actually got a surprise coming with it, too. So I hope you're signed up. If you're not, go hit it. This is the 50th shirt that we've put out. It's fucking crazy. I wish I could say I've gotten... A shop from every state, but I, I don't believe that's the case. Um, I believe there's a few states I haven't found a shop at, or I just haven't featured them yet. So go sign up now. Do not miss another month. 2024 is going to be a banger. Get in from the get-go. Uh, if you want to support this show, but you don't want any fucking t-shirts, that's fine too. Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. Because there is a Patreon support link where you can send me five bucks a month and get set up. Now, this month, we've got some big shit to give away. I've got another $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. They support me and they can support you too. They sell the baddest selection of chopper parts available on the internet. They got stuff from Lead Sled Customs, Martian Machine, uh, the Gas Box, Cycle Electric, BDL. Trust me. If your chopper needs it, Lowbrow Customs has got it. Check them out at lowbrowcustoms.com. Now, 
We've also got an expedition to give away thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. That's correct. Motorcycle Sherpa is who I just recently traveled to Nepal with. Bear Hotton and Booty Singh have curated the most epic motorcycle trips in Nepal, India, and Mongolia, and they are currently spreading their wings and looking to do these in other places. So go check them out at MotorcycleSherpa.com. Now, hopefully you've been in from the get-go. And, dude, it, we got a big Christmas show coming up where somebody's going to win a trip, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Don't miss out on another one of these giveaways. Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. And then make sure you check out Danger Danimal on the gram and Utopia Moto Co. on the gram as well. Today's guest, links in the show notes. Be a part of this Christmas spectacular. And, uh, man, enjoy us talking little fucking dirt bike shit, custom builds, and the beautiful holidays. Hey, enjoy this podcast. Communication nerd. You called me a communication nerd, huh? Yeah. I got negative 20 on this overhead of the equalizer. I need 20 gain. I need to gain. Oh, you're gaining all right. Yeah. All right, dude. Fuck, I'm hot as shit. I guess I'm excited already. What are you driving? No, man, I'm not driving. Pulled over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm multitasking today. Oh, sick. I'm not moving, though. It should be signal good and loud and clear. Well, it's right? some, it's something, yeah. It okay, is good. something. Well, yeah, I got to multitask, man. It's a full day work. I got to get all the hours in before I take off for a week. Damn, where are you going? I'm coming back home to Tejas. Oh, you are? Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm coming back to Dallas. Well, fuck, we could have done this in person. Well, I didn't know your schedule because I'm coming in on around the... 21st. Oh, yeah. It's pretty fucked. And I'm until the 27th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucked. Yeah, and everybody's always busy around that time, so I figured this would probably be easier. Yeah, it is. Plus, You're... I don't have to see your ugly or your pretty girl, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I didn't see you too many times last year, did I? Or this uh... year? This year. Dude, the last time I think I saw you was in... The handbill was Austin when I was leaving to go to South America, even though I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, you're doing that uh, Mezcal ride, right? Yeah, the Mezcal Moto Rally. Mezcal, one of my favorite cocktails. All right. Yeah, I didn't realize how much I liked it until that trip, and now I'm fucking sold. Dude, it's like scotch. It's got that smoke, nice, smooth flavor. Dude, this fucking coffee I'm pouring right now looks more like a fucking straight-up espresso. It is dark, bud. What is this coffee Coffee sponsored by? Oh, this there is no... Nobody's willing to sponsor me when my guests are calling in from the road and sound like they're a fucking robot, dude. Why, why did they doing that shit? I don't know. We were doing so good. Arch, me too, man. 
Oh, yeah. What did you say? Oh, R2-D2? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I've had a lot of feedback ever since that uh, manatee tried to rape you in the Houston Aquarium. They all want to know where what you're kind of at. Feedback? <laughs> what kind of feedback you get? Dude, that's like the Little Mermaid. Dude, mainly, you know? mainly they just wanted to know if there's video evidence. <laughs> I'm sure there is somewhere out there. You know, God, I'm glad I haven't seen it. it <laughs> yeah, I nicknamed her Ariel. Ariel after that one. You nicknamed her Ariel. Oh, yeah, my that's, little mermaid. That's kind of twisted, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, don't you remember the story about the pirates? How they used to see these figurative mermaids, and in fact, they were actually manatees. Oh, I knew th- I've heard that story, but I didn't realize that what they were seeing was manatees. Yeah, manatees. I've seen a bunch and of manatees. Their anatomy supposedly is as similar to a female. Okay. So, yeah, run with that however you want. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're going to go down the freaking uh oh, yeah. the Florida Everglades, Everglades now and take a chopper ride, huh? Oh, dude, dude, I've already that's what I did this year. I went and saw a bunch of manatees on my chopper earlier this year. Yeah. All the way down the tell keys, Susan just and off, Sue off the and uh yeah, tell Julie and all those girls I said hello. Which ones? Nothing. You got names <laughs> for your manatees down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, have you been building any bikes lately? What's 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 been on the chopping block? Yeah, I got some uh, gentleman out there, and he contacted me, um, a friend of a friend, and he uh, asked if I'd build him a bike. And he asked, uh, do I have any, I asked him, do I have any particular things he wants me to do, uh, any projects or anything? And he said, man, uh, do whatever you want. What? That's like the dream client right there. Yeah. So I, uh, I've always, you know, I refuse to, everybody hates this, but I, I like to stick with my small two strokes, you know? Yeah, why does everybody hate who who hates that? I don't mention names, but there's been names out there that say, "Why don't you build a V twin or a bigger bike?" And I refuse to do that. Just a, it just irks people that I won't build a uh, V twin. Hey, those people but, that it, those people that it irks don't really even matter. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I love it. I be. love it that you've got your own niche, you know, and you build these random fucking. I mean, they're not even that random, I guess, really, but. You know, you've got this, uh, you know, this different style, and I, I love it. Well, that's why, dude, I pick, every time I pick a bike that you don't hear a lot about, and that's the bike I want to touch, you know, and make and custom how I want, you know. And so the Hodaka, not too many people knew about Hodaka, and hopefully I got that name popular back again. You know, I'm not saying my builds are fantastic, but... I want people to know about these old. Uh, you definitely brought more awareness to that brand. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll take that. But uh, no, but I want to bring back some of these ones that have been in the graveyard that people haven't even thought about, and maybe maybe make these old guys that are been keeping these barn hidden 
you know, and make them popular again. You know, like that that Wassel, aka Penton ice pick. You know that one. That was cool. People as fuck. forgot. About, people forgot about Wassels, man. Or you know, Penton's always been pretty popular. I think I ran into him a couple about a year ago or something. I think he turned like ninety seven. You ran into the, the actual Penton. Yeah, John Penton. Really? Yeah, he goes up to, have you been to Mid-Ohio? Up in, uh, what is that, Lancaster, Ohio? Uh-uh. Dude, what? No, that's I like mean. That's like the one. Uh, I haven't even been on, to fucking, uh, what is it, The one, what's the one in Alabama? Oh, freaking uh, Vintage Days? Yeah. At uh, Barber? At Barber's. Yeah, I was trying to, I was thinking Burgers, but I knew that one. At Barber's. I've never been to Barber's. Yeah, it, it started because they they go there and you get a, you got a barbers everywhere and they just cut your hair. So you bought, you might want to stay away from that place. They ain't cutting my hair. No, the dude. Did you ever hear? He's like a he was a dairy farmer. He uh, owned a dairy a dairy cows. The bar uh, barber. Mis- yeah, Mister Barber. Huh? No, I did not know that. Yep. So, so you met uh, John Pinton at oh, so Ohio has something similar, I assume. Maybe it's not a museum, but it's a vintage uh, mini. Okay, meetup. so here, here, I, I posted a story a long time ago about a meme. You can see it online, right? You know that uh, Tiger Woods and John Daly, and John Daly's you know big, overweight, smoking a cigarette, golfing, and you got Tiger Woods, and it. <laughs> It showed over Tiger Woods Barber Vintage Days, and then over John Daly smoking a cigarette. It's Mid Ohio, <laughs> and that's, the, <laughs> and that's, that's funny. The equivalent, right? That's funny because my friend uh, Nick uh, Resty out of Birmingham, they used to have a party out there at Barber's at their booth, and finally they got kicked out. So now they have a giant party at their shop during. You know, barbers vintage days because they're not allowed to party out there. At barbers. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very um, prestigious. You know, it's you don't go there for a good deal on a on a swap meet. Okay. You go there because the museum's fantastic and the they have a huge race. They do all kinds of uh, vintage races. I saw Tony at anal with analog out there racing at the. Uh, what is it? Semi pro class. I don't even know who that um, is. Uh, look him up. He's cool, dude. Russian. And uh, and then, but dude, vintage days straight up in mid Ohio is where you find the best deals on bikes. It's got the coolest, funnest parties at night. They got the Kentucky Corner, which gets buck wild. They have uh, a flat track just made makeshift flat track in the middle that people just take all kinds of fifties to seventies and tip bikes. And I've seen, uh, I, I took my QT 50 moped through it. You know, you get wild, dude. Nice. Well, that sounds like it's up my alley. That's your scene, man. If you haven't gone there, I challenge you this year. It's usually, I think in July. Okay. Yeah, and then Barber, I just came from. I actually, this is the first year I went. Right, I never. I've been to the museum before, but I've never been to the vintage slot meet. Yeah. Right when they had the vintage days, and uh, dude, it was epic, man. I met George Barber, which is the founder of it all. Okay. I got to meet uh, Yoshimura, 
Um, wow. Which you, yeah, he was the um, Grand Marshal this year. It wasn't Pops, not the original. It was his son and then also the grandson. And they, they actually uh, found Pops, which is Yoshimura's the grandfather, the godfather. And uh, they found his old uh, vintage motorcycle he used to race. And uh, some collector had it. And they actually rode it around the track this year. So that was pretty epic. They found it, like, yeah. at the swap meet or they brought it? Um, I don't remember the story, but I want to he- I want to say that someone at the swap meet said that they owned that bike somehow, right? Yeah. A couple of years ago, and then uh, I guess they got in conversation, and they ended up bringing it for him to uh, see. Because, dude, he flew in from Japan yeah. to be the Grand Marshal. That's so, fucking cool. That was pretty I think his son, the grandson, lives in L.A. and runs the L.A. U.S. office, but... Yeah, that was sick, man. So I got to meet two legends, you know, and hang out with them. And George Barber, dude. Did they know? Did they know who they were hanging out with? Um, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want. I, I could see it. I could tell that they wanted to ask me, but they didn't want a fanboy. Gotcha. So you didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Nobody was there to give you the proper introduction. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It was. I didn't, you know, I usually have the mullet and mustache, and I didn't have that at the time. I had my hair pinned back, and you know, I had a full beard, so I was I was going incognito. As, oh, as gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. You know, I didn't have my my party uh, party tux t shirt on. So. Well, that's cool that you got to go to barbers for the first time, but you got to see how awesome Mid Ohio is, is what it sounds like. Well, you got to compare and realize, okay, the grass is definitely not greener. Middle Ohio is definitely the dirt, the dirt grass I like to see. Yeah, you know. And so, dude, I'm telling you, it's night and day. But they're both epic. Don't get me wrong; they're both fun. About both had it was a BMW's hundredth anniversary, so all those guys were out there. They had their whole booth set up. You got to see all the, like some of the original BMWs produced. There was a big party, a lot of alcohol, a lot of uh, uh, hanging out, you know. Did you see the new so, Triumph dirt bike? I did. They had that on display also. Yeah. Actually, no, I lied, damn it. It's the new uh, BMW R1300. Oh, yeah, the new Adventure with the fucking, uh, yeah. X, X headlight. I still don't understand that. I, I, I don't know if I like it yet. It hasn't grown on me. Yeah, I haven't uh, really looked at that bike yet. I've heard people talk about it. I know the tail section's quite a bit different, but... It doesn't look as bulky as the years before, you know? It looks a little tighter, slim, closer lines. Yeah, kind of like know? the Pan America. And it's tighter than that, too, man. It looks more agile, you know? Really? And uh, But the headlight, man, I don't know how bright it is. It just doesn't seem... It seems like the X just blocks a lot of the light coming through there i don't know um but then dude i got to sit here's the thing that's cool about barber right okay. you get to sit and they have all these different famous uh builders and designers and they have some workshops so you can you know they're scheduled throughout the time like um wayne carini was out there you know you've seen him on tv with the auctions and all that he buys up all the fa- the big, expensive motorcycles. He talked to the antique talking. Um, 
the guy that uh, the designer for BMW that designed the GSs and uh, some of these uh, their R one thousand RR whatnot. Yeah, he was there. He gave a talk, and then my favorite designer, uh, I don't don't quote me on him, Pierre Trombonch. He was there for Ducati. He's the one that, you know, the Mike Hellwood Ducati, that 900, the real funky exhaust, it's red. He also designed the Paul Smart 1000 Ducati, that sport classic. Um, he's done all kinds. He was one of my inspirations. So for he, I finally got to see him in person and talk to him, and it was, it was pretty epic, man. That was a highlight for me. That's cool. Because – all my design inspirations always come from those design lines, you know. I like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't so, know any of those names. Look them up. The um, designer for all Ducati. The cool thing <coughs> that I learned that's going to change this industry, right, and he mentioned a little bit, and I never thought about it until then, was how you can literally go on these artificial intelligent programs, right, Mm-hmm. You can type in all kinds of, like, I want a sports bike, the, like the Ducati, the specific uh, model. You can say color. You can say, I want to change this and that. And you can do that, and it'll program it, and it'll come up with the design. Or you can draw it like a little kindergartner, and it'll actually come out and compose something that looks legit as shit, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, AI is going to change a lot of things. Yeah, if I was only in college when AI was freaking around, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, that is one of the more beautiful things. Like, you can use that right now if your brain is spongy enough to soak up the, all the information that it's willing to share. Uh, the trick is kind of like using Google. It's like asking the right questions, you know, and, and yeah. using it as a tool and being able to manipulate it. Uh, you know, kind of like a calculator, you know, like you can't. You know, you got to know what to put in there. Like during that that workshop I sat in, right? He drew two round circles and a box around those two round circles, put two antennas up on top, and then programmed what color and what, uh, he said, mid-century modern radio. And all of a sudden, it made the sickest-looking radio that you almost wanted to, like, see in production, you know? Really? And I was like, damn it. You know, start doing that. You know, that's epic, man. That just <laughs> changes my uh, kindergarten. You know, if, if uh, Elon Musk did that with the Cybertruck, it might have a little curvature. Who knows? <laughs> Are you saying me you don't like the box design of his new Cybertruck? Not that I don't like it. It's just, dude. I live in. I yeah. Okay, here's a story. I had my truck just. A couple months in Texas, I came down there, right? Just for just for a little time. I would have hit you up if, if I was there longer. Uh-huh, and uh, uh-huh. you're probably in Ethiopia or somewhere. And anyways, a hailstorm came through, just tore up my truck, right? Yep. Golf golf ball, softball size hell. Nice. Okay? Welcome Can back you to imagine? Texas. That's what you get for not calling me while you were here. Yeah, it was karma. It was karma. And, uh, dude, imagine what that cyber truck would look like after that sucker, you know? Yeah, wouldn't it? Fucking, even, the thing's bulletproof, dude. It wouldn't even, oh, you wouldn't bull- even notice, dude. 
Yeah, it's the next RoboCop truck. I got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, just like that that uh, talk he was doing and said the uh, uh, Gorilla Glass was indestructible and threw his phone right through the window and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Take a retake. Reshoot this. Reshoot this. Oh, yeah. Well, so... Now back to okay. now back to John Pinton at Mid Ohio days. Okay. Oh wait, wait! I got one more question too. While you were in Barber and you got to meet all these guys, were they very accessible, or did you have some kind of like laminate that just got you into all these like secret parties of these famous, uh, you know, eccentric builders? It was like the night before that movie, um, where you, it's like the Nutcracker ball. You rip the. You got to find the Nutcracker ball ticket. You never, you never seen that movie? No. If so, that's a good Christmas movie. You must see. If you've never seen that movie, you go see it. It's hilarious. The, the Nutcracker? No, it's called The Night Before. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, dude, you don't need anything. You just, uh, you just, they're walking around all over. They're, they're just, you, you, you don't need. There's no bodyguard. You can uh, almost ride on their golf cart if you need to. Who knows? There's all kinds. The world's at your fingertips at Barber. That's awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, they're everywhere. They're, then they have posted times, what time they'll do autograph sessions and what time they'll be here and there. And so, yeah, you can see them all day. Gotcha. Same with same with freaking uh, Mid-Ohio. John Penton just – now, no, he doesn't go to Mid-Ohio as much. Because he's almost 98, 99. But there is times where he's just sitting at a booth, at the Penton booth, and he's just hanging out. That's cool. So, yeah. And, dude, you're talking about the godfather of, like, I, I think helped uh, KTM and Husky where they're at now. Yeah, I mean, you know? in, in Penton, didn't they do the bike in, like, 82 that just spanked everybody? You know, wasn't he, that he a pin? It was like with, a Pinton four hundred or something. Well, yeah, he had the he had the contract with KTM. They started using they had the Sax motors, and then they had also the uh, started going with the KTM's. But dude, it's it looked, but it like the Jack Piner and the um, what is it the Hair Scramblers? They dominated yeah. for the six days. Yeah, but, I mean, it was only like one year, and then the next year that bike just wasn't the same. Well, yeah, because then Honda really started coming at it, you know. They yeah. couldn't – they didn't like that. So <laughs> the Elsinores were really what changed the whole market. The Elsinore? You think the, that was it, huh? Well, yeah. That's, when that 250 came out, the CR250 and 73, that's really what changed the whole game, you know. So – I uh I I don't know I still like Pentons a lot they're one of my favorite vintage motorcycle uh, I I try to collect so far I have a Brookshire 100 CC I have a uh, six day 125 oh no I have the Brookshire's the 100 yeah the six days the 125 and then I have a um, Jack Piner 175 CC. And then I guess you could say the ice pick, the Wassel Penton Mudlark, which is a 100 cc. So, and those are all two stroke. All two stroke, two dude on a two stroke punk or what do they call it? 
<laughs> I was riding with two other people on two strokes today. I was the only four stroke out there. Yeah, you're uh, you're too good for it, man. Yeah, I'm not the too only good thing for that's it. kicking my ass lately is some of these carburetors, man. I've been running pure ethanol, right, and yeah. that helps a hundred percent. But man, I got my I have an XR six hundred uh, R ninety seven that I picked up uh, last year. That's probably a new bike since I've talked to you. Yeah. I picked it up for for dual sporting and adventure style and. Uh, Man, she kicks my ass sometimes. I get worn out kicking her. But I did put a I put electron carburetor on there, right? And that was a game changer, really. Really, you're liking if that. Anybody, if anybody's on the fence for electron carburetor with the flat slide, um, dude, it's pretty. It's so it's so easy to tune and set up. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Uh, about that i mean i get mixed reviews on that some i it's either people love them or they hate them i don't know man like they legitly sell when i went on their website and then i talked to them online they are on the phone they uh legitly had the exact setup already for the xr 600 r you know so uh it was almost like uh, like a plug and play i just literally took off the old one i think whoever when i bought that bike they literally i looked online and they sell it all on ebay it's like for 20 bucks i was like holy crap this no wonder no wonder it kicked my ass kickstarting it yeah those i mean pretty much the hondas you can buy the white box special for you know every one of their models you know some chinese replica of whatever honda made uh for very very cheap yeah, and then you run pure gas, like or not pure, but like a mixed gas at a gas station, and that's about it. You might as well, you might as well just give up because I'm telling you, I use pure ethanol, and that's the only thing that keeps a lot of my bikes that I can just start up first time. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, I run. I get my chainsaws and weed eaters. It's I pretty much exclusively. Well, no, during the like in the peak season, I'll use pump gas, but Normally at the end of the season, if I, you know, if I'm going to, if I know it might get parked for a couple months, I'm using the expensive can gas. <clears throat> yeah. If I use a Lowe's, my Husky from Lowe's with pure, like a uh, gas station gas, it, it does not like it. It clogs up every time on me. Really? Every time. Yeah. Now my steel chainsaws, they're like, a, those things are die hard yeah they'll run on anything yeah. but they don't like sitting over the winter with fucking pump gas in them nope nope but no the project uh you asked me earlier is uh aramaki harley davidson the 73 baja 100 oh shit purists are gonna hate me because it's it's still gonna have its uh coolness but uh yeah i've cut into it so it is what it is. I mean, I don't know that anybody cares about people cutting up an Aramaki Harley Davidson 250. Yeah, but a Baja 100 is the like almost the holy grail lately for Aramakis. Oh, is it? Yeah. Tell me Those why. Those things are. Uh, I think they're. Well, there is another one. I think it's a. It's either a SX or there's another one that people seek to find. That's hard, a really high, desirably collectible. 
But the Baja 100, to me, the reason why I think it's so popular is, one, they only produced it for, like, four years, right, from okay. 1970 to 74. <laughs> now, did right? they get somebody to race the Baja on it? Yeah. it. Uh, I want to say it won it twice, but... Ask Lyle Love it. He's the one that knows specs pretty good on okay. those. Yeah. But, no, those things, they did. They raced the Baja. Um, they went out to California on the Elsinore race. They did. Like, usually you find those Bajas all in California if you can find them. I found the one I'm working on in Georgia. I found the guy that had had one. I also picked up one in mid Ohio. So I, oh, I have four currently <laughs> somehow <laughs> I started off with none and I couldn't find any. And then all of a sudden now I have four. I don't know how the hell I got four. And you're going to make one but, bike out of all four of them or are you going to build a multiple? No, actually dude, I picked the mid Ohio one, a 1970, the first year Baja. Um, that one's staying in my collection. Okay. Okay. Like just the other stock. three, it's stock. I'm gonna make that stock, but a little my twist, you know. Okay. Give so it'll be, it'll be, yeah, just lines that I think need to happen, weld that weren't fully, you know, a lot of those back in the day, vintage dirt bikes and stuff. They only did a little tack weld, and I like a full bead to connect the whole process, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, I got some anal retentiveness in me, and I can't help that. But, you know, and a lot of those, they did it because they wanted to spit them in and out or for weight costs or weight savings. I don't know. But I like the clean lines. I like to make everything smooth and look legit. So I'll build that one my style. This one I'm building for the client. It's going to have a cool twist. I always incorporate some type of wood aspect to them. Uh, so... It's going to be fun. Yeah. Now, is this guy, does he one. have, like, a purpose for it? Like, does he want to do something with it? Like, what's uh, what's his goal? Does he just want a cool bike you from know, you? Man, I don't know. I don't know. He, uh, he seemed like he might race it. He seems like he might put it in a collection and it stays inside. I have no idea. Huh. You know, I've asked him. I don't, honestly, he knows what bike I'm building, but he doesn't know. He's never asked me any he's never given me any input whatsoever <laughs> okay he yeah. said just do your style and i was like man yeah okay what if i come out with just like like just a frame and be like here you go oh he knows you won't do that yeah he knows you're way too <laughs> anal retentive to do that there you go Archie. oh fuck you just did it what'd you do jump off a cliff no what'd you do freaking Women? Women right now? No, I'm looking for that manatee. Yeah. No, but, uh, so I'll, I'll give you one hint, though. It's going to have Banksia pod grips. I've never seen anybody have a bike made with Banksia pod grips. What the fuck are Banksia pod grips? They're Australian pine cones. So yeah. it's a pine cone. It's hard for somebody it's to have grips cone. like that when they don't even know what the fuck that shit is. Well, you'll see them then, and then now you know what to look for. You'll be like, God, I got to see these grips. 
<laughs> Just like the Hodaka had Toya cactus grips, this one's got to have my little twist of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to have Banksha pod grips. Banksha. Where do you, how do you even source wood like that? Um, dude, they're really easy. Hell, you can go to Hobby Lobby and find Banksha pod, you know? Oh, okay. I, I honestly, it was, it's not as difficult to find Banksha pod as I expected. I mean, I've never been in Hobby Lobby. No, I take well, that back. <laughs> I take that back. I've been in Hobby Lobby, but. Don't lie. Don't lie. Your your house is full of Hobby Lobby. <laughs> it probably, it probably. I bet you, you. I bet you. You walk in your house. It looks like Hobby Lobby threw up. It does. It really I know does. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bunch Welcome of bank chapot everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're go You're gonna Google that now and see what the hell is bank chapot. I'm not. I don't even know how to spell that. Uh, but yeah, you, but speaking of the Baja, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna run down the Baja this spring. Okay. Yeah, I that's think, sick. Uh, you know, I was looking. Or at, are you gonna ride? What are you riding? Either the Pan America or my Sportster. Not sure yet. Okay. The Sportster's okay. in the museum in Milwaukee, but I think uh, that's coming to an end. Uh, I'll be up there in February. I might be picking it up then. I don't know. I probably should give them a call and see what see what their plan is. What if they say we want your uh, we want your bike in there forever? Uh, well, that means I'll have enough money to buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> For as much damage as you've done on that, they might just give you uh, just a. Nothing. No, the 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 Sportster's in pretty good shape. I mean, when Cliff wrecked it at the Biltwell 100, it uh, it sustained uh, some minor damage, but I've already he hit the didn't he hit something like the wall or uh, or hay or what? How do you wreck it again? Well, he just hit some whoops and bounced off of it, and then somebody else ran into my bike and just exploded their front end. Yeah, that's it. So. Jeez. Are you doing Mama Tried again this year? Uh, as of yesterday, I am doing Mama Tried. I was on okay. the fence. Uh, I had signed up to race, but I wasn't like I hadn't started making plans. It wasn't real until yesterday. Uh, Warren called me up. They want me to take over their podcast again, so I am going to go to Milwaukee and uh, you know race flat out Friday and talk to a bunch of people. I hate to say this, but Mama Tried, not, it's not that I hate to say it, I like to say it, Mama Tried is one of my favorite freaking period shows out there, you know? Yeah, I fucking love Mama Tried. I mean, what's funny is when I first heard of it, I'm like, who the fuck does a motorcycle event in the wintertime? You know, like, that doesn't make sense to me. But ever yeah. since going, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And the first time I went, it was tons of snow everywhere. I mean, it was like a full-on winter event, and we had so much fun. Well, that's what – okay, so I, I built that ice pick in 2020, I think it was. Yeah. I brought it out, showpieced it there, and it was supposed to go out race on the, on the pond that year, right? Yep. Well, then the freaking uh, – that was when climate change – and now it doesn't freeze as much anymore out there. <laughs> you know? 
So, oh, come on. Let's talk about let's talk about that comment just a little bit more. Oh, that's gosh, when the what? climate changed. Yeah. I mean, that's you, when... I mean, in this this is what you do, right? You study stuff like this. Whose fault is it? Whose fault? Yeah, whose fault? It's all these damn it's all these damn two-stroke guys out there just running these two-strokes, man. Oh, that I mean, that <laughs> makes sense. I mean, that's that's something I can get behind. No, actually, it's probably the four-stroke guys. Oh, okay. Now we're going to argue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, the climate change, if you look at the whole history of the world, these, these have been going on for centuries to millions of years where it starts getting warmer, and then all of a sudden, it shoots down, and you get the ice age. So it's, it's going to be deja vu. Maybe not our lifetime, but we are just going to start getting colder and colder after we get to a certain point. So, but. So climate change happened and it didn't freeze over and you didn't get to race it on the ice. Nope. Nope. Otherwise, it would have been a, you know, I've always wanted to do one of those dirt bikes that race on water. That would be sick. You know, that you've seen cruising in the oceans on the waves. Yeah. You're sitting, dude, that, that, that is kind of a bucket list for me to do. Oh, God, that would be so sick. I mean, essentially, they're just like a fucking paddle tire and a ski up front, right? Or just, are they? Yeah. I yeah, mean, I think it's just like one of those, yeah. And well, I think the paddle tire has like a little ski that is built around that in the back. Okay. Right? And then there's a ski up front. Kind of like those old uh, wet bikes. You remember the wet bikes back in the 80s? No. What? Wet they're like a, yeah, they're like, okay, you got jet skis that you could stand up or kneel. Yeah. Right? And that, and the handlebar kind of went pivoted. Well, wet bikes, they were just like a motorcycle on a ski, but it had a jet propulsion underneath one of the fins in the back. And you sat like a motorcycle. Oh, I don't remember those Dude. at all. Dude, for a dirty Danger Dan style, I could see you cruising down a lake on a wet bike. Yeah, straight down the river. Oh, man, that would be like Everglades. Dude, I want a fucking little Jet John. Just take a jet ski and put it in John boat. Those That's a wet like... bike almost. Yeah, except uh, your homework. Your homework after this podcast is to look up Bankshapod and wet bike. Okay, I'll, I'll start. That's what, hey, that would be an epic race to get going is a flat track or a flat, it could be called the flat pond race with wet bikes. Uh, I'll look into it. It would be probably the most dangerous race ever, but it would be sick. I mean, the water's not that dangerous. The wet bikes are. (laughs) (laughs) Are they really? Dude, I think there was more injuries back in the 80s from wet bikes than any anything. That's why you don't see them anymore. In the 80s? And plus, the... Half, of, half the time they'd break down, you know. Out in the water? That's a great place yep. to break. Did they float? Yeah. Yeah, they floated like they floated like a jet ski, dude. So when, they were, when they're not on a plane, right, they just sit there in the water like one of those wave runners. But then when you floored it, you got up like uh, one of those hydrofoils. Uh, like a hydro. I'm looking it up now. I don't. I don't like to Google while I'm fucking 
Oh, well, I got your sick. Right? Dude, they look like a fucking old school vintage jet ski or snowmobile. Yeah, but they freaking stand up on like four foot old, like they're three foot or four foot up high, man. So it's sketchy as all get out. Yeah, that looks They awesome. were the hydrofoil of us 80s kids, man. They were they were epic. My uncle and cousin, or not cousin, my second cousin had one. And they were sick. They do look pretty fucking sick. I could see and how these would be fun. You could see how sketchy. Just but imagine a flat pond race with one of those. You know? Man, this is two weeks in a row that we've talked about fucking jet skis. The well, kid I had on the other that. day, he was like, he's big into two-stroke motors as well, and he grew up working on fucking two-stroke jet skis. This is going to make people Google wet bikes. Because yeah. I'm telling you, I know Alan from Handbuilt owns one. I saw that. He posted one last year, and I was like, oh, man, that's pretty sick. I haven't thought about a wet bike in forever, a wet dream ago, you know? <laughs> uh, well, so do you have a place you're going to debut this new bike at? Okay, so my goal, if I get invited, is Mama Tried. Oh, for you real? You know why? Why not? It's the perfect, perfect situation. It's the 10th year anniversary for Mama Tried. Yeah. It. It is in Milwaukee, in the Harley Mecca of the world, right? Yeah. And this bike, this is only this is the only Harley Davidson bike I've ever built. So why the hell not try to do that? I, you think, know? I think that's a great idea. Plus, it's one of my favorite shows. So, you know, you got Flat Track Friday. You got, uh, what else did they do during that weekend? You got the show. You got all the concerts. You got the vendors. You got the The parties. Parties. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I enjoyed it when Icon sponsored it and all the builders and every, everybody got unlimited drinks. That was pretty sick. Whoa. That was what? Whoa. That was 2001. 2001, I think they sponsored it. 2001? That's fucking 20 years ago. No, no, shit. 2021. Sorry. 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think Mama tried that. Obviously, it's only it's been around ten years. Yeah, yeah, your math's not adding up. Still, yeah, sometimes it doesn't. I got dyslexia. That's okay. So that's, that's it'll yeah. be just fine. Yep. So, yeah, that, no, but that's the debut plan. Plan. Good. Don't know. First, you got to get invited. Well, how far Second, along are you on the build? Uh, shit, not not at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have I have certain components, big components done, so that's the good thing. You got the motor the sad belt? thing is, huh? You got the motor the belt? The motor nearly, nearly, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, it's good to have a deadline. Then, yeah, it's good. It'll push me hard, but uh, I got the powder coating almost set up, so I'll get that going. Like uh, you're going to do the powder coating? No, my buddy Phil. Phil does the powder coating for me. Okay. So, Phil will do the powder coating. My buddy Casey always does the paint job for me um, at Crossover Customs. You know him. He did the he did the ice pick. Okay. He's done 
Zane's Zane's uh was it uh what's the down what's the show in California, the big one that's coming up? Come on, help me out. Chopper Why is my Fest? mind blank? Dave Mann's Chopper no, Fest? No, the big big way. Not saying Chopper Fest ain't big, but the one that all the builders strive to be in. Born free. Born free, there you go. It, yeah, Zane's bike was in the Born Free and Zane Cook? Panda. Yep. From old bike barn? Old bike barn. Or bare knuckle knives. <laughs> White knuckler knives. There we go. <laughs> See, I told you I have dyslexia you with numbers so, and words. You were so close. I know. Hey, at least I gave him a shout out for what is it? Bare knuckle knives. Now now you're gonna wanna buy uh say bare knuckle knives. No, uh, no, not me. No, what? Not white knuckle. That's your boy bear too. Yeah, you gotta get white that right. Knuckler. Uh yep, you gotta get that right. I get it right. Do you ride with Tim out in the Himalayans? Yeah. Does he live out there full time or is he back and forth? No, he's back and forth. Okay. Yeah. And, that trip okay, is so incredible. Tell so, shoot. Okay. So now it's now it's my interview timing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's your turn. This is hey, this is your show. This is my show. I'm just Thank recording you for it for you and putting it out for you. Let me let me let me know what's next. Okay, so the question is, you let it last time I was talking to you, you were gonna guide, right? You were gonna lead a uh, a guided ride. Well, we we were we're working towards that. Uh, I was okay. I was more involved with the guiding aspect this last time, and I believe You're I will be. You're still in your probationary time. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't just throw somebody like me the reins and say take over something that I've been working to curate for years. Uh, he, you know, he's yeah. kind of whipping me into shape, if you will. If that's uh, possible. But, but we did, you know, we we accomplished some things this last trip. I did one one full day without him. He went and uh, we had one guy that got injured, so he went and uh, made sure. <laughs> on your on your on your shift. Well, you know, it had a lot to do with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Goes with your name. I got it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, fuck. It really is a dangerous place over there. You know, we do everything to kind of prepare everybody for. You know the the. Uh, you know the. The risk involved, but. You know, you're taking chances. To have that much fun, you got to take some chances. So, but yeah, it went good. Well, I look forward to uh, being more involved next year. I he did say that I officially passed, and every you know he thinks that I can lead one of those trips without him. Wow, you know, which is pretty big. You know, because he's done a lot of work to curate a fucking really awesome experience over there. Uh, you know, so he, here's my question. Okay. This might be hidden or may not. Himalayan, is that it? Is that all for him, or is he going to branch out and maybe go somewhere else, Philippines or wherever else? Uh, well, he does the, He does Nepal, he does India, and he does Mongolia right now. Okay, that's pretty branched out. And he's looking at doing one possibly in the French Alps. Wow. Like more Sick. of like a foodie to uh, bring your wife tour. Oh, like adventure bikes, like Triumph Tigers and Pan Americas. Yeah, I don't know exactly what bike you would ride over there. What he's, you know, I don't really know. 
I don't know about that. Are he they has, still doing the Himalayan uh, Royals out there? Yeah, Royal Royal Infield Himalayas. Correct. And what's your opinion on those? I mean, they're fucking turds, uh, but they're perfect for that for that experience. But I heard they're bulletproof, though. I mean, though, no, they're. It's amazing what those bikes can handle. It's funny because every trip I've been on, you know, there's a handful of us that are really pushing it, and we're always just like. There's no way this bike can handle this for 10 days. And sure enough, they do. Now, that has a lot to do with he's got a fucking pit crew that follows us around, that does maintenance every single night. uh, It's really amazing how awesome that is. Uh, You know, because I do enjoy doing that on a trip. But when you're that far away from home and everything's that foreign, it's really cool to, like, get to go experience everything else the place has to offer and let some dudes that really know their way around those bikes get around them. That's sick. So yeah. does, does he rotate those bikes out every year and get new ones, or is he freaking rolling with uh, the originals? No, he has – they have a program where they do, like, you know, a certain amount of kilometers or miles on them, and then they, you know, they sell them and get other ones. Okay. I yeah. didn't know if those beasts were, like, still trucking it, you know? You know, I don't know the yeah, I don't I don't really know how their procedure works, but they they have a system that they stick pretty stick to to uh, you know, get the most out of those bikes and then pass them on to somebody else. I swear between you and Bear with those Himalayan Royal Enfield and then you and the Harley Pan America, I don't know who else beats up more of those bikes for those guys. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I still think Harley, hey, if you're listening, Harley, you need to sponsor that guy full time. Danger Dan. You know, once again, I'm, I'm a little bit of a flight risk, you know? Yeah, but, you know, did any has everybody ever heard of how you got danger in your name? That's because you're riding around in front of schools, and it was stranger danger, you know? Stranger danger. Oh, gosh. Apparently, you haven't heard the story. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't, I can't tell it on the podcast. That's like, you know. I know. That's another time. That's a, that's a Milwaukee uh, Mama Tried night. That'll, that's exactly what that'll be. Yep. Well, uh, so, you know, you, you, uh, you jumped into my, what did, I found you in my DMs this week. Uh, because you're doing, you're doing like your Christmas giveaway. Finally, dude, have... I've been trying to slip in there since like '99. <laughs> well, you know, you just got to be persistent. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah. love it that you do this because it is something awesome. The holidays are here, and it's a great way to like, you know, get the word out. What do out. I do? I don't know what I do. What do I do? Uh, uh, what, what do? That's a good question. What the fuck do you do? No, I you, don't reach, do you reach out to a bunch of small companies uh, <laughs> yep. and give us a chance to showcase what we do and and also give us a chance to, like, give back and, like, you know, spread the Christmas joy, if you will. I know. This, so it's my seventh year doing this. And people ask me all the time, Why, what, what is this? What do you do? What do you get out of it? Whatever. And I'm like, dude, I don't get anything out of it. What and what? so cool about the whole thing is I just started, I, I was in, uh, here's the long story. I'm going to make it as short as possible. No, just Dude, I was in story. college. 
I was in a speech class in college, right? We had the, it was a required speech class for our, our degree. I can't tell and you took what, any speech classes. The, <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> and so the professor's like, hey, one of your assignments this go around is I want you to reach out to all these different companies and just send them an email or a letter and try to get as much shit as you can from each one of these companies. And if whoever gets the most, then you're going to get an A. And whoever gets the least, you're going to fail. And I was like, shit, this is okay. And I didn't think I'd ever even come close. I just reached out to all kinds saying why I need this and that, whatnot. What was your premise? And like, I need this so that I don't fail my class? Or did you? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I need this if I want to pass. Uh, what kind of know, companies so, did you reach out to? Dude, I reached out to, uh, like, uh, apparel, Nike. Um, I reached out to, uh, God, I reached out. So, okay, I'm a biologist, right? Yep. So I reached out to all these different aquarium companies, uh, seeing if they're donated aquarium, lighting, fish. Uh, I reached out to. Did you get anybody uh, give you fish? Dude, like Petco, I reached out to Petco, and I got donated all these different uh, saltwater fish, right? Oh, my gosh. I got an aquarium. I got all the stuff to run it. I got the cabinet. I got uh, apparel. I every I'd say at least 90% of these companies I reached out to, I got stuff back from, right? Wow. And I was like, holy crap, there's something about this. I don't know. And so, in doing so... I thought, you know, I'm, I'm getting all this stuff out of the motorcycle industry, right? I get all this enjoyment, excitement. I get to interact with all these people. But how can I give back to the industry, right? And so wintertime, it was kind of boring. There wasn't much going on. Um, and that's when everybody's sad and depressed, right? And either you're working on a project or you're broke, you know? And so I thought, you know, I'm going to reach out, start reaching out to some of these small businesses, seeing if they'll be willing to donate and do a giveaway, right? Yep. It'll, it'll not only promote the small company, it'll show people that why you need to promote or deal with small companies because they actually give a shit. You know, you can't reach out to all these big wig companies and expect them to give you anything, right? Yeah. You got to go through HR and all these different things and all these marketing and it takes forever. And then they'll be like, sorry, you weren't approved. But these small companies, dude, I can touch base with them. I can reach out, connect with them and then get all these other company or all these people that follow this and they see shit, man, I want to, you know, for like for your your whole business, right? Yeah. And, or, um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think. My mind's blank. But like Simpson Helmet is donating this year, right? Scott from over there. Okay. So I reached out to him. And Simpson's donating a brand new helmet of your choice, of your size, right? What kind of company, you know, even though Simpson's pretty decently sized, 
Um, but what kind of company usually does that, you know? Okay, well, I got, or, I got a question because you skipped a big part of the story that I'm like, you're like, I probably, you I, left me on the edge of my seat here. So you're back in college in your speech class, and all these companies start sending you apparel and aquariums and fish and salt water and fuck all this shit. What the fuck did you do with it? Did you, like, give it to your teacher, or did you just, like, yeah. put it in your classroom, or did you put it in your house? What, what happened to all that stuff? No, we set it up in the class and had a fish tank for the rest of the, the semester, <laughs> you know? And then I'm pretty sure he took the rest of the shit and took it home because he wanted it. So, oh, my gosh. You know? What a fucking great teacher. He was like, I'm going to get all these fucking students to ask for a bunch of random shit. And then I'm, I'm trying gonna to keep think, it. but I'm pretty sure his name was Glenn Phillips. I mean, it sounds Don't like he me. was just like getting everybody to bribe him for their fucking grade that year. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I yeah. wonder which one of these students can get me the coolest stuff. What were some of the other things? that other students were able to get? Some girls emailed some makeup companies, I remember. They got all this makeup shit, and yeah, they wanted that for themselves. She so that they were failed that class. Yeah. So they got asked because he, the professor couldn't use that. Yeah. Uh, you know, then there's other people that reached out to, like, um, I remember one guy got a set of golf clubs from Ping. Ping Whoa. gave him some golf clubs. Uh, what else? And, Man, this, and I guess that was so I, long ago. Like, I guess this 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 assignment was just to like get y'all to prepare some kind of uh, persuasion technique and then communicate that with the company. Correct. It was a persuasive speech that you wrote and enticed other companies to you know want to give to your a cause or your you know whatever thing you were doing yeah, yeah. So, so it's like you were just basically selling it was like last night my kids wanted to watch a movie and they would like they'd come they came in and asked like hey can we watch this and i'm like well why do you want like sell it to me you know, like make me want to watch this fucking movie you know i don't even know what it was i think it was fucking suicide squad or suicide something uh yeah but i was like yeah fucking sell me on it you know like because my kids take debate class uh, but, and know. that's what it felt. It wasn't a debate class, but it felt so simple. Like, speech, I'm telling you, the, your kids would just dominate you after that. They sound like they already do. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to get night. them. I'm trying to get them there. Like, I want them to be very uh, persuasive on whatever. The, it's funny, the shit that we talk about when they do debates. And I just, I'm pretty good at taking, you know, I can take either side of almost anything. And make up some yeah. bullshit, especially. What do you think is better, being manipulative or being persuasive? Uh, it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> you. I'm your kid. I'm trying to <laughs> manipulate you into suicide, or I can persuade you, right? Well, I think, honestly, I it doesn't matter. You can use either one as long as what you're saying is creative and entertaining. Okay, I you're, got you. You know, like if you're gonna, if you make me laugh, you know, we're getting someplace. Okay. Even I if got you're it. filling me full of shit, you know. I will go on the Himalayan ride if you give a Himalayan ride to Utopia giveaway. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one, right? Damn. You know, here's the deal. I'm giving away uh, a Him Himalayan ride on my podcast this year. 
Really? If oh, I, there we go, dude. In a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Uh, now, okay. unfortunately, you know, this is not my company, and I was gifted this by Bear, uh, you know, in exchange for me telling people about this fucking awesome experience that everybody really has a chance. Dude, he is offering financing now. Dude, like, literally, you can just fucking, you know, break it down to monthly payments. Uh, but you should reach out to Bear. You should reach out to Bear Houghton. I know. I'll write him, I'll write him a persuasive email. About that, how about I, that? I think you should. Okay, that sounds <laughs> that sounds like a good one. But no, I I mean back to back to your Christmas giveaway. I I do think it is awesome, and it uh you know it's a cool thing. You I know you put in a bunch of work. You're doing a bunch of like clicking and finger typing and you know reaching out and uh how do people how do people the... get involved? How do how how do people get involved with this? All you have to do is literally follow Utopia, right? Um, like the post, any of the posts of the Christmas giveaway one, right? Yep. And tag tag your friends. And then if you follow any of the companies that are donating any of the product, I'm, I'm, I'll be doing another post and I'll list all those. Um, you follow any of those, you get extra points. Oh, wow. So all you have to do is just follow my site, my Utopia Instagram, Utopia Moto Company, like a Chris, the Christmas giveaway uh, post, and tag a friend. That's it. Super simple. Then I, I go through those. It sounds tedious as all get out, and it is. But I'll, cact- I'll go make sure they do follow the rules, follow what I ask, and then I'll, a- I'll actually make sure they're following um, what's it called, all these different companies that are donating and i'll give them extra raffle tickets into the bucket right i'll throw their name into the bucket extra and that's it man super simple then on the 17th of december around i haven't set the time yet but usually i do around five or six yeah uh i'll I'll do a live drawing it'll be talking i'll give shout out to all the you know donations the contributors, and then we'll start drawing and it'll show you all what each, you know, I read what each I'm doing five winners this year. Usually I do about four to five in the past. I've done seven. That's a little hard for me, but five I, I'm doing this year because I have so many wonderful giveaway prizes. Nice. And, uh, that's it, man. It's super easy. It gives back. I don't, I don't, no one, is gaining anything we're just trying to make the the motorcycle community even happier place you know oh my so, gosh you're so amazing I'm i don't not know amazing. How you do all, all that well i i my wife's like are you gonna do it again this year i'm like yeah i love doing it it's a lot of work it's fun and the when it's all said and done it's fun to see when people get their prizes they tag me they send me a story or whatnot and it's just fun to see that people actually uh, are excited about it, you That's know? That's cool. That's cool. So, seven years, man. I, like I told, I did a podcast uh, a couple years ago with another guy. I don't think he's around anymore on podcasts, but um, I told him my 10th year, I'd like to somehow get a bike to donate. Oh, uh, shit. A cool, like a bike with donate. fucking custom wooden... Handlebar grips? 
Yeah, Bankshapod. Bankshapod. <laughs> you know, no, but donate a freaking bike, you know? Make a winner have a bike, you know? That'd be awesome. So that's my goal is the 10th year to do that. But, dude, this year, seven, I have a custom painter that's going to paint your bike. Wow. You Who's know, that? Like, Who's that? I got, well, he, he's doing a portrait. Not, not the tank, but he's going to do a portrait. His name's Chris White. Buzz. Okay. You seen Buzz? He 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 does sick freaking work. Then the hammerhead, which he's gonna do another custom digital piece for your bike if you own a custom bike. I got Simpson helmets donating a brand new helmet. I got Icon donating a brand new helmet. Um, it's just the list goes on and on. Well, fucking bust that list know? out. I want to hear about all these prizes. Okay, hold on. I'm going to. No, I got to pull it up, dude. I've gotten so many freaking ones. Hold on. Well, give I me, think it's... I, I want to hear about easy, all of it. Easy, puppy. Okay, hold on. Easy. Okay, so I got Rottweiler um, Motor Company, a motorcycle company out in um, Portland. Uh, Portland. Why am I mind brain? Oregon. Portland, Oregon. There we go. They're donating uh, some shirts, coffee, mugs, tie straps, uh, sweatshirts, um, all kinds of swag, dude. Uh, looks like gloves. Um, then I have CC Moto out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you've seen, you've been to the one show, one oh, moto yeah. show. He's donating a pair of uh, Adidas, uh, some CC, their CC Adidas. They did a special thing. He's doing some coffee. He's doing some coffee mugs. Um, I got Black Stitch Label. She's donating a custom coffin bag that kind of straps to your thigh. Leather, freaking sick. It looks like it's got alligator. It's all blacked out. Nice. I got Buzz Visuals, which he's doing a custom paint of your bike. Um, on a, it's like aluminum. I got Icon donating the helmet. Um, it's one of their Rubitone, uh, domain helmets. Uh, you win, you get, give them your size and they'll freaking send you the helmet. I got sandwich leather. She's doing a wallet, a shirt, a keychain. Um, I got Marilyn from the chip. She's donating from Sturgis Buffalo Chip a brand new flannel, one of the motorcycle thick flannels. Yeah. I have Josh over at American Metal Customs. He's donating some of his whiskey. Oh, nice. Uh, Barber Museums donating some museum passes. I got David Carlo donating coffee, like the he does. He shoots all the photography at Mama Tried. Okay. And all these other ones, Fuel, Cleveland, all that. He makes coffee table books with all those. So he's donating coffee table books of his photography. Joker Machine, which does custom parts. They're donating a $100 gift card. I got Zane Motion Moto. He's donating a pair of, he does, he carries all kinds of custom parts for cafe racers. Uh, he's donating a pair of these uh, drop down bar end mirrors. Um, that's just the beginning of the list. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Moto Dofo, Damien from Moto Dofo out there in Temecula. It's a winery that they have a special like wine club. Um, Roland Sands did a custom drawing on the wine bottle one year. 
he's donating gift cards for uh for winery for wine uh merchandise like the moto merchandise um i got simpson helmets they're donating the brand new anytime he said any helmet on their selection for motorcycles he's given a gift card for a brand new helmet that's awesome um shoot am i missing anybody right now mc MC shop tees MC Shop Cheese, baby. Well, what do we? You haven't told me what you're donating. You tell me what size that person wins, or you know, gets. And for the seventh year, I'm going to send them seven T-shirts. Shit, yeah, hell yeah. And explain your T-shirts. What are they? If people do not know, which it's your podcast, so they obviously know. Yeah, if but. they've gotten this far, they heard me talk about the T-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Each month you get a new T-shirt, one-off shop, tee uh, with some custom art, with a postcard that tells you about the shop, where they're located, what they specialize in, and how you can get a hold of them. <coughs> That's awesome. It is awesome. That's sick. This is my That's this good. is my 60th T-shirt this month. Damn. That's nuts. That what is. do you already do? You already have your shop set up for each year. Uh, I don't even have next month's shop. Okay. No, but I mean, I, I, I have like some in the works, but I'm not for sure who's going to come through with the art first. Yeah. Have you ever reached out to Burrito Breath? Yeah, he did some art for, uh, uh, what is it? Dirty Rat Moto Psycho in Salt Lake City. And we did some, he did some sick artwork. He even drew like a rat tail hanging off the back collar. So everybody wearing that shirt looks like they have a rat tail coming out of their helmet. That's sick, man. I know. Yeah, he he did my logo, the little cactus with the helmet. That's that's burrito breath. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's sick. So you talked about you talked about devil chicken there at the end. He did one of my pieces of art uh, for Gigasite Garage. He's doing a flask for uh, kind of corresponding or collaborating with uh, American Metal Whiskey. So he's doing a flask that's going to go uh, to that winner that wins the whiskey. He'll they'll get a flask also to go with it, yeah. hide in their jacket, and go to town. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, don't drink and drive. Um, but yeah, he's going to do that. So that's going to be sick. So you'll do some freaking shirts for the winter. That's right. I'm going to include that. I'm going to include that. You know how many times Danger Dan's done a giveaway? Uh, one of, he's been a part, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure you've done seven for seven. Have I? I'm pretty sure, dude. I think you're one of the original. When I met you, okay, so I met him, Danger Dan, at, you know, remember, do you remember where we first met? It was either in Austin or in Sturgis. It was at Sturgis. Lichter came up to me. He's like, dude, you need to meet this guy, Dan. He's, he's, he's like your style. And I was like, sweet. And we had that weird, I think it was before the, the party for all the builders and the Lichter show. Yeah. The motorcycle is art. And so you and I were hanging out and we hit it off and then, I think I reached out to you that year and said, hey, I got this weird idea about doing a giveaway. Would you be down? I'm pretty sure you've been for seven for seven. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I don't know what I'd See, have given away I'll... that first year. You gave away some shirts. Probably. Yeah. You, uh, See, that's what's cool about this, man. It's a small company like this that really are exciting, you know? Yeah. They're not little pricks that are like, oh, I got so much money I can't share, you know? No. <laughs> each one of these each one of these small companies uh, are freaking out there helping everybody enjoy it, you know? That's awesome, man. I'm excited. I'm excited that you're uh you're partaking again in another year of this chaos. You know, I appreciate it every year you do this. Now, when I do the live giveaway, I expect your ass to tone in. I think you've you said know? that every all seven years. And I don't think you ever. T- <laughs> You're like, shit, man. I'm at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm looking for this Bolshevik wood or some shit. Yeah, I'm at Hobby Lobby trying to buy Bankship Pod, and I, I'm just busy, man. I can't. God, I'm looking for my next pen. no i think i i did tune in one year uh and here's why it's here's why it's legit to tune in okay because i give away i i do two small little prizes if you tune in i'll do a little trivia whoever wins the trivia gets a prize i'll send right to them oh that's sick i love trivia and i do motorcycle trivia yeah so yeah. So we, did you ever listen to my trivia podcast? You know, I don't know if I did. Dude, we did. <laughs> I was probably at Hobby Lobby buying paint. Yeah, you pod. probably fucking were at Hobby Lobby. We did a couple yeah. of uh, trivia podcasts, and they were so much fun. I got to get that fired back up again. Because uh, that is I fun. I think it'd be sick. During COVID, my buddy used to do trivia in New York City at a bar. Yeah. And then all the bars shut down, right? So then he he used to do trivia on Zoom. And you'd pay 20, I think it was like 20 bucks, right? And he, if all that went into a pile of money, right? Whoever tuned in. And then whoever won it got all that money. And he'd, he'd Venmo you all that money. Wow. And uh, I never won. I never won because I suck at trivia. But I I had a blast, and it was like all kinds of shit. But how legit if you did a trivia on Zoom where we paid, and uh, you know how many people could he do at a time on Zoom? Like how does Zoom work? I don't know how Zoom works. There was like at least fifteen people on. Okay, I mean, yeah. could you do you like a hundred? Maybe. Maybe, and what you do is you type in your answer, you know, right? So he uh, he'd have like uh, who hosted Price is Right, and you're not supposed to answer it right off the bat. He'd have to finish all the questions, and then you type them all in, like say five questions. You type them in, hit enter, and then he'd look and see, and you get points. For I mean, see that's tough whoever. though because you could be fucking googling shit, huh? You could be googling well, the answers. You could. You could. See, is that manipulation or persuasion? I don't uh, or know. is that just like fucking going the extra, you know, sp- using the extra effort? Yeah. You I mean, could have AI. You could have AI yeah, going Yeah, you could too. just be talking to chat GPT. And, uh, yep. I mean, the, I don't the know, trivia would be fun. So the, to- way, the way we did it is I would have like a panel of guests on. And then my buddy Kickstart Mike would come up with these questions. 
uh, right around the same time, uh, Chris Graves up there at Bad Moon Saloon in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, he started doing the same thing, like Thursday night bike trivia at the bar. So be I'm thinking about maybe getting him involved. He may still be doing it, but uh, I'd like to find somebody, you know, not nothing against Kickstart. He did just fine, but I, I think there's there's somebody that's better for the job. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, to help no, me come up. Because I also want to participate. I mean, really, I think yeah. to get exactly what I want, I just have to do the questions myself. Um, but, you know, my dream is to, like, have somebody else. You ever listen to the Meat Eater podcast? Yeah. They do a great trivia. And now it's a game. Now you can buy the board game. I have it in my house right now. Me and the kids play that. And it would be cool to do a Danger Dan's fucking motorcycle trivia and then turn that into a board game at some point. How do you – how do you – okay, so the, the board game, explain that real fast. So the board game is not great. It's not. It's not a board game. It's literally just trivia cards. You know, like. Okay, like I gotcha. Yeah, I think. I think and is it themed? Is it motorcycle themed? The meat eater one. Yeah. No, it's fucking about hunting. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. I'm confused now. Yeah, I you got fucking. You start it. trying to confuse me right now. But I would love yeah. to do a motorcycle podcast or a motorcycle trivia podcast, or you know, like once a month do a trivia game. I wonder how you could do that. I'm telling you, dude. I I think you could do a Zoom one where everybody participates. No, I online. just figured it out, dude. So I'm gonna be doing the podcast for Mama Tried. I'm okay. gonna do a fucking Danger Dan motorcycle trivia podcast uh, at Mama Tried. Perfect. I gotta find the right guy for the job, and I think I know who it is. I already okay. know. Now I got to make another phone call. Hey, this is good. We're getting somewhere. You know, we went from talking about. Where are you going to do it at? Are you doing it at Fuel? Like the Fuel Cafe? Are you doing it at Mama Tribe? Well, hey, you now it? you're asking too many questions. I mean, I just came up with this idea fucking 30 seconds ago, dude. Okay? You're going to have to give me time well, to figure all this shit out. But the wheels are turning now. God, you're like a Betty homemaker. You take forever. <laughs> Well, maybe like I just I'm, need some I'm, of that Betty Homebaker fucking, uh, you know, housewife speed. I already got speed. questions going, you know? Yeah, I know. You're already fucking, you're about done with the trivia part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know? Okay, hey, if like I do hey, if I, hey, if I do this and you happen to be at Mama Tried, uh, would you be interested? Okay. Now, this isn't official, but would you be interested in being a part of the trivia game? Well, yeah, partaking for sure. For sure. Okay. Okay, so here we go. You want? Uh, can I do some trivia with you real fast? Fuck yeah, you can. Okay. Let's see if you can get this. See? And this year, John Penton and his brothers opened a motorcycle shop in Amherst, Ohio, selling BSA, BMW, and NSU motorcycles. I'm going to give you four, and you tell me which one. Is it 1950? 1953, 1955, or 1957? 55. No. It's Incorrect. Fi it's 57, isn't it? Do you have a lifeline you'd like to call? Uh, I don't know how to make two fucking phone calls at once. Well, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's 1950. 
Damn. He was selling dirt bikes in 1950? 1950, right? Okay. Okay. Give me another one. Make it fucking Harley related where I have a chance. Okay. Uh, this one, hopefully you know this. Uh, when Harley started, they came out with a name, Hog. What does Hog abbreviation stand for? Harley Owners Group. Bam! See? Cha-ching! Uh, what else? Put a point next to Danger Dan. Uh, for some reason, you know, I'm pulling up my old... Because I ask these trivia questions every year, right? And uh, I, I have files for them. Okay, this one. The first Pinton motorcycles used an uh, engine from this manufacturer. Husky, KTM, Rotac, Sax. Sax. Bam, got it. Yeah, it's because you mentioned that earlier in this podcast. Well, there was it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. This there is she is. Yeah. Um, I used to have the longest. What is the longest motorcycle ever made? I don't, I don't freaking remember it. The longest motorcycle ever made? Yeah. Like production like bike World. or custom bike? Like a, just the longest one ever made, you know? No, no. The longest motorcycle ever made. Yeah. I don't From know. OEM or custom? Yeah, which one? Well, what do you want? Are you asking me a question? Like, what What are we doing here? <laughs> we're, we're confusing the shit out of you is what we're doing. Okay, the longest, the longest motorcycle ever made. It's a custom, obviously. Okay. How long was it? It was 60 foot long. No, it was 86 feet, 3 inches. Holy shit. And it was a chopper, obviously. Yeah, it was made from a creator in India. Oh. Was it like a fucking... A, well, like it a looked like a drag... You know how a drag racer looks with the lattice frame? Yeah. It looked like that. And it had two wheels. Yeah, a motorcycle. It wasn't no damn uh, freaking trike. Okay, I'm just making sure. You know? It was legit shit. All right, what else you got? You got what any else? brain busters? Yeah, of course I do. I got the world's at my fingertips. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready, dude. Oh, are you going to be able to get this? What is the top speed record for a motorcycle, which was set in 2020? Ooh, damn. It was like 487 miles an hour. 376 miles an hour. Oh, it was 100 miles and something off. Yep. That's fast uh, as fuck, dude. What is the most, uh, which motorcycle is considered the most expensive ever made? <laughs> I would have never known this one. Which motorcycle? Like a production bike? No, it's like a custom, like. I don't like that one. Let's ignore, let's ignore that one. I don't like that one. Well, no, no, no. Now uh, we got to know. Now we got to at least know the answer. Okay. It's the Neiman Marcus limited edition fighter priced at $11 million. Who okay, you like this who one. Who built it? Who built it? 
Does it tell I you that? No, I didn't freaking. I didn't research See, all this, that. See, this shit. is my this is my problem with like trivia is when there is a question and an answer, but no explanation, no further news, no 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 learning. It's just like that's the answer. You know, we don't have anything else for you. Okay, this one this one's a big one. I'll give you a hint. Okay, so who was the youngest ever MotoGP champion? Oh fuck, I have no idea. Was it an Italian? Let dude? me. Can I give you a hint? Yeah. He now he was with Honda forever, and he recently switched. Now he's racing Ducatis. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that must be. Oh, I have no fucking clue. And he always wins in Austin. It seems like every year he's been racing in Austin, he wins. I don't know who's won at Austin ever. Marquez. Yeah, I don't know. You know, MotoGP, I don't know. I don't even know who won fucking King of the Baggers, so I definitely don't know about MotoGP. Well, maybe that should be a... Uh, maybe that should be a trivia. Okay, what about this? What is the term for a motorcycle with an engine size less than 50 cc? It's a mini bike. Moped. Mopedaling. You can go faster mopedaling. You can go mo faster pedaling. Mo Yeah, no, you're definitely not in charge of fucking trivia. Well, here's the thing. I'll make it simple then for people like you. <laughs> <laughs> love. No, no, I, I, uh, I got, I got my wheels turning on this. I'm gonna make it happen for Mama Tried. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna reach out to a friend at the museum and come up with categories. And, you know, a structure as far as, like, multiple choice, numbers, and there's going to be, like, more information from every single one of them. Uh, You know, there's going to be, like, a fact toyed afterwards. And uh, this is going to be good. I I, I like where my head's at on this one. Like, these are the ones I like, too, where you just don't, you're not just one category. Like, for instance, what Kawasaki did Tom Cruise use in Top Gun, the original? It's like KZ-900. Yeah, the GPZ-900R, which whatever you want. But what what he used in the new one? What, like he used the new another Maverick Kawasaki. One. He used the fastest motorcycle. Just like then, he used the fastest production motorcycle. H2, bro. Wasn't it the H2 or H3? I don't know. It was a Kawasaki, though, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it's the H2, Kawasaki H2. Yeah, I mean. See, that's the thing, man. If you do trivia, do all kinds. That's all I suggest. No, this is, this is a fucking in Milwaukee. It's going to be Harley Davidson trivia. Yeah, but I want to win it. So can you just do two-stroke and uh, old vintage <laughs> shit? I'll, I'll see if they can't throw in a fucking Aramaki question for you. Oh, hell yeah. See, that, that's good, you know? Actually, you know okay. what? I'm going to call Chris Graves from the Bad Moon Saloon and see if he'll do it. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. We can do trivia. I think at- you reach out to Scott. I bet you Scott would throw in something pretty enticing, too, with it. Scott. From Mama Tried. Well, I want to see if Scott, I want to see if Scott will play the game with us. Oh, he'll play. I'll be like the host. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I gotta. I gotta figure this all out. Now I'm just. I can't say too much on air because then it, it'll fuck it all up. You know. I gotta like. Okay. I gotta be. Uh, you know. I gotta be thoughtful. If you're the host and you're doing the trivia, I want you to be like rhinestone cowboy host style, like like Bob Barker style. Oh yeah, have like one of those little microphones on the end of a wand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I like where this is going. I yep. like where this is going. Okay, well, maybe uh, incorporate a Vanna White that like turns the answer. Oh, you know? oh. Okay, you know what? Have you seen those videos that Harley put out with Jeremy Prack as like the Price is Right guy, and they're doing like yeah. a shopping spree? <laughs> that shit is hilarious. I think make that happen. I think I'm going to, I got to fucking, I got to brainstorm on this some more. All right. Hey, Chris, I'm going to shut this down and go in here and smack my kids around. I really do appreciate uh, this Christmas giveaway you're doing. If you're listening, go to Utopia Moto Co. Uh, You'll be tagged in the bio or the fucking notes of this podcast. And go check out his Christmas giveaway post and all the brands uh, that are involved. It's an amazing thing, and I can't wait to see this Aramaki you're building, the Baja. So, thank you, sir. Hopefully, hopefully we see it at the at the Mama Tribe this year. We'll see what we can do about that. Well, cool, dude. Like always, it's always a blast. And uh, hit hopefully, me up while uh, you're in Texas. Yeah, for sure. And we'll see if we can't we line can something up. Let's do it. Let's okay, do it. Hopefully, I don't bore everybody on this. Well. So. You know, once you started talking about weird trivia questions, fucking yeah, people people tuned out. Yeah, yeah. they fucking left, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. I want to thank I want to thank Hobby Lobby for uh, donating to this. God <laughs> bless Hobby Lobby. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go look at wet bikes on Facebook Marketplace. And Mengshapod. Okay. Talk to you later, bud. See you, dude. dude okay so that was a fun one chris is fun i just cut him off because i like got so excited and started th- just like my brain started firing and uh i apologize for that chris but my family was also fixing to be here and i i'm we had this the stuff we talked about there at the end of the podcast really sparked some things and i got some good ideas and i hope that um you know, you're going to get to see it and be a part of it. Make sure you've got Mama Tried on your calendar for next year. It's crazy. It's a motorcycle show in the middle of the winter, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, the Texas Fandango, Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival, Day fucking Tona. Got a lot of stuff happening next year, and I'm excited, and I hope you are as well. Lowbrow Customs, Knives Made by Nick. Motorcycle Sherpa, MC Shop Tees, Brown Cycle, B&B Racing, and the list goes on and on, man. I'm, this isn't possible without the help of my extended family. And, you know, that family you choose is so important. Uh, but you also have the family that you don't choose. Right now, my family that I haven't chosen, well, some of them I have, they're fucking going crazy, and I love it. Uh, the holidays. It's a beautiful fucking time. I hope you guys have a wonderful fucking holidays, and I'll get back to you before Christmas. We'll do a giveaway for Motorcycle Sherpa, 
Low Bra Customs. And I got some surprises for you in the new year. So thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs>